You're listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. Hey, what's up, everyone? Chris Lopez and the Envision Advisors crew here to come talk trends and deals for the month of August, 2023. We're gonna do this up and down the front range from Pueblo Springs, Denver, uh, and Northern Colorado. So we just spent the last 20 minutes getting ready for this, uh, you know, the market update, kind of sharing some numbers and it's getting on the same agenda. And then Jenny, uh, I think summarized the message so well. And I was like, Jenny, you gotta highlight this in the podcast. She's like, I'm a broken record. Uh, I'll say, then you, you, you all have to say it in the podcast as well. So I think this is just a fitting way to talk about the market, Jenny. What the... What are you going horse on? What's your message? <laughs> um, I just think that in this market, you you can't expect outsized returns that uh, I think real estate has the, the reputation of giving if you're not willing to really get creative, really roll up your sleeves and, you know, put in a lot of elbow grease, um, uh, you know, in terms of like management or however you need to make it work um, in order to get an outsized return in this market. That's a great message. I think that I think that's the punchline, and you know, I think a lot of people got used to it, myself included. Hey, could uh, ride the cheap debt wave, and uh, that wave is over. So take some work. So that is Jenny Bayless, uh, who is an investor in the Springs and Pueblo, also runs our investment team down south with the Envision Advisors. My Twitter co-hosts here are Steve Medina and Newt Weiler, who run our Northern Colorado investing team. What's up, guys? Hey, Chris. Hey guys. So we're going to jump into some roundtable here for stats um, and also some deals and really go from the spectrum of what Jenny said. Hey, you can get out there and do some very creative uh, deal making and put some hustle into it and get some still strong cash flow today. All the way up to the spectrum. Hey, if you want to be, you know, uh, more of a traditional long term rental, cash flow is a lot tougher. So we're going to go across the spectrum because depending on where you are in your journey, what markets you like to invest in, you know, what phase of life you're in. There are going to be different opportunities for you right now, but the people at Hustle can go out there and make some cash flow. Um, all right, so Jenny, let's start uh, down south since you teed it up here. What's the what's the market metrics for you? Yeah, so I was super surprised. Like we are kind of just status quo um, now. We are ba- actually back up to where we were last year, believe it or not, year over year. It's just kind of. Um, no change uh, to that end. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, our biggest dip, I wanted to look back to see what our biggest dip in, in median sales price was. And it was back in February of this year, um, down to 440. Now we're all the way back up to 480 again, which is exactly where we were last year. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and then the other key so stat that I... Was that, uh, is that your best guess for the bottom? Oh, I'm not, I'm not brave enough to, to oh, make that guess. come on. <laughs> but I, I did find it interesting. I actually thought that the bottom was going to be early summer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that the lowest one was in February, I thought that was kind of interesting. But I don't know. Who, 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 who knows what's... Yeah, who knows what's down the, the pipe. But um, And then the other key piece that I found interesting was that the total active between August 2023 and 22 went uh, down this currently from last year. So about 8% 
So there's even less supply out there um, than it was in August of last year, which um, I think everyone thought was really, really tight then. Um, So I thought that was just an interesting data point as well. Yeah. Um, in terms like Denver there, I'm surprised that like for years, it was always like the same, the same, but now we have some differences between Springs and, and Denver, like our average price are actually up about 5% year over year. Mm. Um, and we have incredibly low inventory, which is, you know, supporting the, the, I think price growth, uh, Total inventory is down a little bit, but this is like the noteworthy number for me. New listings are up 9% from uh, from the previous month. So a lot of times as we get in this part of the market cycle, we see you know new listings actually go down as we go into fall and go into winter, but they're actually uh, up some, about 9%. So interesting uh, little data point there where everything else is kind of on par with supporting uh, low inventory, uh, prices staying stable, but this, that was like the one noteworthy number for me there. Letter was up 10%. So 10, 10% more listings than this time last year. So Wow, so you're seeing the same thing. Yeah, it's not the same in Weld County. It's still a little bit down. Boulder's a little bit down. You know, the prices are pretty close to their highs. There's a little bit, Boulder was a little bit down, and I'm talking counties, not necessarily just city. Um, but there's still a lot of, you know, these two to fours, you can't really see in the numbers, you know, when somebody buys a house hack or when somebody does that. But if you look at just the two to four units that you can buy with a conventional loan, you know, we have seen a couple of unicorn years. If you take, you know, 2021 and, and maybe even a little bit of 2022, 2021 was really the year. And so if you looked at just those in the whole MLS up and down the front range from Jenny to us, there was, you know, 319 in 2020 of two to four units. We've already surpassed that in 2023 through August, and we still have months to go in the year. And those things are still moving. So there's still people out there being creative, finding deals and making it work at a rate that's higher than the other than the unicorn years. 2021, there was 828 sold. So that means that there was a lot of money just injecting and people were jumping out as fast as they could. But you know, we're still seeing a rate that's faster than it was, you know, in kind of the, the COVID year of 2020. Um, right now, there's 329 units um, that have sold so far this year, and there's 226 units between Jenny's territories all the way up to us. And, you know, there's still folks out there that are, you know, looking for them. We have a little longer time on days on market. We're like in the upper 30s and low 40s where, you know, Denver, I think, is a little faster where there's so much more demand. We've got a little bit more time to work on things. Great. Newt, I want to kind of shift over to you as kind of go from trends to deals. You were just finishing underwriting a property before we went live on here, Ken. I think it's a listing you have. Can you give us uh, the high level of it? And this is also a good representation for, hey, buying a, you know, buying a long-term rental with numbers look like. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, we've got a, a listing up here in Greeley, and you know, it's the price point is pretty attractive as far as investors might think is three thirty nine five. So what that's going to get you is it's a two unit. It's a it's a single family that was converted into a duplex. So you've got a single um, upstairs unit, downstairs unit, and two beds, one bath in each unit. 
So running the numbers at what they're currently charging for rent, and it is fully leased out. So what we're seeing is that it does have a positive cash flow with only 35% down, and uh, the cap rate's right around 6%. All right. So this kind of goes back to uh, our our opening statement with Jenny, since uh, we got to alleviate Jenny being a broken record here. Newt said only 35% down for it to be a uh, slight positive cash flow. I mean, that's a very different story than we've seen for, I mean, the last decade uh, around town. And that's even self-managing. So, you know, not the same high cash flow, but that is still a play for, um, you know, numbers right there. But realize if you just want to put down a high down payment and not get extra creative, um, that's kind of the situation you're looking at. Not, not good, not bad. That is just the reality of what the market is bearing. And I mean, we see pretty similar numbers here to Denver as well. 35% down, 40% down in some instances for it to be like that type of long-term rental. Jenny, I think you're about the same down the springs, right? Exactly. Yep. I've I've been working with a a new client of ours who um, just wants to get a foothold in um, the Colorado market. And, you know, he he understands that he's going to have to put about... 40 to 50% down to get a tiny bit of cash flow, but just kind of keep, you know, keep the property going yeah. with management, yeah, and that, of course. Yeah. yeah. And for a lot of people, that's a great way to get in the market. And mm-hmm. uh, one of my early, early uh, mentors, this was back when I was uh, dabbling my toe and doing like some apartment brokerage. Um, and it was a lot of like the, the big coastal market. So the cap rates, what we, what they were having are still lower than what we have now. But he was like, hey, a lot of the way these investors are viewing it, they're putting down 40%, 45% down these apartments, but they view it as like the safety of a bond, but the performance of equity. Like you're not gonna get amazing growth, um, but hey, it's a very solid asset um, that should produce a, a pretty good return the next couple of years. Again, nothing stellar like we saw the last couple of years, but there's potential that when the market picks back up again, that, hey, it's off, you know, it's going to start seeing some good growth and good rent increase as well for some of that upside. And I think that's just one of the plays right now. You know, hey, uh, if you uh, have some capital, but not much time, you can park your money in those deals. And, and that is one of the opportunities for being, um, I, I don't, you know, more than just that long-term hands-off uh, rental aspect. So... Let's kind of swing to the other side of the pendulum here. I'm going to talk about a deal that was here in Denver. Um, and this is a, a house hack. Um, and the type of, we'll talk about a house hack deal and then um, actually a couple of house hack deals and a room by room rental deal because those are seeing strong cash flow. But here's someone that is, hey, they're willing to put in a lot of extra time and be a little creative. So it's a single family home in Aurora, about a 540 purchase price. It's split like a buy level with four bedrooms and two bedrooms upstairs and four bedrooms and one bathroom downstairs. So he's house hacking it there, running the rooms out for you know, 750 to 850 in that range. And after all the standard you know, uh, underwriting inputs and all that, while he's living there, he'll be cash flowing uh, about $1,500 a month. I'm sure that's when he moves out. And then while he's living there, it's about, uh, $10,000 a year, only $10,000 a year while he's living there. And this is with a 5% down payment um, and then took some seller credits to buy the interest rate down from 75 to 5.99%. 
So that's the other in the spectrum where while he's living there, this person's living for free and making almost a thousand dollars a month, moves out and is going to be making you know fifteen hundred dollars a month. So get other side of uh, the spectrum there for what you can do if you want to house hack and get creative by room by room. Now, kind of separate those things. We're talking about house hacking and room by room there. House hacking, you live in the property. We have a lot of people um, uh, investing well where they're not just house hacking, but they're buying properties and running them room by room as well, just as a pure investor. So putting down a 20, 25% down payment and they're getting cash flow that way. And Jenny, I know we didn't put this on the agenda, but can you kind of recap what uh, what Miller is doing down south? I called him our book launch party, and he I think he's on his like third or fourth room by room. Um, and this yeah. again, the opposite of the spectrum, what the type uh, deal that Newt was talking about. Yeah, so uh, Miller, who's kind of our you know uh, poster poster child for the room by room rental strategy. He is um, currently house hacking. He's already done one iteration of a house hack. He's moved out. He's you know spent the year there. He's on to his second house hack. He's running room by room in all of those house hacks. And he's still renting room by room after he moved out. And then he's also buying just single family homes and doing the room by room strategy because he realized, hey, I have a system set up to operate a room by room uh, rental strategy. These are, you know, it's a little bit more management intensive, but it's what's making things cash flow right now. Um, and there's a very large demand because Colorado Springs is getting very, very expensive to live in. Um, and people love the fact that they can live in a beautiful home for, you know, $750 uh, a month. And, you know, yeah, you might have to share a kitchen with somebody. Um, but I mean, it's, yeah, it, it he, he's doing a really, really good job just kind of taking the market for what it is and saying, um, hey, what what can I do? I want cash flow. So what can I do to make that happen? Um, and I, I love that approach that he's doing. I got yeah. to meet him at the book launch party. He was he was a great guy to talk to. He's a lot of fun. And I'm trying to get him up north here. <laughs> no, you got to keep him down here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and, and and I did want to mention, um, you know, he and I were chatting uh, to a different investor, um, at the, at the book launch. And, um, you know, I kind of, I, again, I might have broken record syndrome here, but, um, I, I like to liken it to the fact that, you know, a few years ago, Burr was the big, um, thing to do. Everyone was talking about Burr, 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 myself included. Um, you know, I did, I did a lot. I was able to expand my portfolio very, very quickly doing Burr, but it was a lot of work. It was a second job. It was a weekend job. Um, you know, so it was so much work, but now I've kind of been able to just, you know, take, take my foot off the pedal and, and let it manage itself. Whereas doing the room by room strategy, it's not as much work up front. It's just kind of spread out. Um, you know, so, so that's kind of like my, my, plea for people to kind of like think of it that way, just that, you know, Burr, you're going to have to put a lot of work in. So if that's something that interests you and yeah, the market's not, um, you know, really conducive to it right now, consider something that has more management um, time uh, involvement in it. So it's just kind of trading one task for another to get those outsized performance returns. Yeah. And that's a great point. And also the reality of the market gives you what the market gives you, mm-hmm. and then we have to adapt from it. No matter how much we we uh, we complain about it and moan about it, you know, we're not going to change it, unfortunately. 
So talking about like, you know, the, uh, you know, burrs, which is a way to go on there and, you know, and add value. Um, you know, we got some investors up here where they are, uh, they're buying single family rentals that are, that need a lot of fixing up. And one option right now, we all know, we're all expecting, hey, uh, rates to drop in a year or two, right? That's kind of the, the general consensus right now. And then it seems like appreciation is going to be still modest and probably pick back up when wait, rates drop. So some clients now where they're, they're buying properties um, and then just renting them out for a year or so and then holding on to it for a year. And at the end of it, they're going to remodel it or basically do a delayed flip um, and then sell it. Or they might hold on to it for another year if they need to ride the market out. But the reason doing that is they can buy some equity now. They can add some value, but then they can also help ride the trends of the market. Like, hey, buy a property now. Uh, take a little bit of this appreciation bump, go in there and add value. Hey, if rates drop a little bit, hey, you might see a good, good, uh, you know, a good increase in value there. Where you could sell it and take a flip, you know, short-term income into long, and then convert that to long-term capital gains if you want to take the money off the table, or even potentially do a 1031 to roll that into, you know, another property. So there's some other creative ways out there if you've got more of the the money and want to do some, I call it like swing trading, where, hey, we know the numbers are right now, it's going to take a chunk of money to, to make it rentable now and, and not be strong cash flow. But you have some options in a year or two, and you can even hold on to it, uh, potentially refi or hold on for another year and sell a year later, turn to rental. Um, so lots of options there too. So we got some clients up here in Denver doing it. And I think that's a great thing for people that, uh, you know, can be, uh, have some capital uh, and can, you know, play that game as well. I think that's a really good opportunity right now as well. At today's prices. Yeah. Because after the interest rates, yeah. you know, I, I fully expect that we're going to see larger, larger purchase prices in the future. Yeah. yeah. Once, once they take the pressure off that, you know, there's some, there's some, um, I guess we see more regulation happening in Colorado. It's nice to see sometimes that it might be going the other way. Um, Fort Collins has recently kind of been a little bit more in the news. Last year, they tried to get it on the ballot to change the U plus two to more and to expand it. Um, it wasn't successful on getting the ballot, but they have really understood that the challenges of getting, um, you know, housing for more people, especially the students um, at, at CSU. Uh, so what they're doing is the mayor and the city council are looking at some solutions to be able to change the U plus two to potentially U plus three uh, next summer. So hopefully that'll open up some doors for more people to be able to rent um, and that'll expand the investors by, you know, call it one more unit. So if you've got three in there now, you know, that's a nice little ad to be able to say, you know what, it's going to cash flow a little bit better um, and we can help, you know, provide housing because when, you know, we, we see a lot of people kind of not as enthralled about the um, rental market and that, you know, that that's actually housing for people. And so when investors don't go in and they don't um, buy properties and they sit on the sidelines, there's, you know, real people out there trying to figure out where to live. So they have to take lesser places. And so the investment isn't there. So, you know, that's going to take time, but it's nice to see Fort Collins trying to at least meet the demand of what's, you know, kind of happening up in Fort Collins. Hopefully others will follow suit and try and open up, you know, things to make it better for investors, not necessarily limit it for them. I mean, I'm glad Fort Collins is doing that, but uh, I'm not holding my breath on that being uh, <laughs> a sign of the wind changing. Actually, Jenny and I are sitting down with uh, 
uh, a colleague in two days who does a lot of uh, lobbying for uh, landlord legislation legislation at the state level. So we're going to have some uh, a, a lot more trends and I think some not so good news coming out for, for landlords. Yeah. Um, so something else to uh, keep in mind out there is, you know, while we're, you know, hey, we're talking about the buy side is for a lot of people that have owned properties for a while, um, there, if you want to take some chips off the table, sell the property, reposition the equity. That is one opportunity right now for a lot of investors. I'm doing it some myself right now. I know a lot of other investors are doing it. Uh, one of the interesting data points from this last month in the, in the trends pack, it was about almost half of the owners in Denver had 50% or greater equity in their property. So, mm. you know, if you've got, uh, you know, think about from like a portfolio perspective, if, if you've got pretty much all your net worth and a handful of rentals around the market and appreciate a lot, um, while you got, you know, you, there's pros and cons to having that 30 year fixed at three, 4%, sometimes a little bit of golden handcuffs on there. Um, but depending on what opportunities you're seeing or where you want to go reinvest, sell the property. Sometimes you can do a 1031. Sometimes it makes sense to pay capital gains and take the chips off the table and go invest in, you know, a, a syndication or a triple net property. Um, or we've had people just take the chips off the table and go put in the bond market as they're kind of like in that like later stage of the retirement. So if you've got equity on here, my point is you have a lot of opportunity. And Jenny and I have done numerous presentations about how to optimize that return equity. And there's just so many ways to talk about it. So a lot of the metrics we use to go out there and buy property, cash on cash, um, and your cash for the first year, great numbers when you buy the property, but don't really matter once you've owned the property for a couple of years. So if you own a property, um, I definitely encourage you to go plug them into propertylama.com, go create a free account. Uh, we're doing a bunch of portfolio analyses now. So I'm ingraining, this is my new broken record, Jenny, um, <laughs> getting into the three R's, the three R's here for landlords. If you are releasing a property, refinancing a property, or remodeling the property, meaning you have to put money in there for a rent turn or whatever it is, make sure you come do a, a portfolio check and a property check. Why? Because that's a great time to, if you're going to put 20000 remodel in there, or you're going to sign a, a lease for, for 12 months, you are reinvesting the property, or in a lot of uh, cases, like rebuying the property for 12 months. And so it's always a good time to take a step back, look at all the numbers, the opportunities, also have someone else be second some eyes on there to help you with just optimizing all that. So if you're doing that, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to sit down with you and kind of do a portfolio check and help you like fine tune your portfolio. So Jenny, as we uh, wrap this up, I know you've got, uh, I think one or two deals down south to talk about. Uh, can you fill us in on those? Yeah, so we have uh, one client that is purchasing um, a room-by-room -room house hack um, with a VA loan. So he's going to be living there for you know very you know nominal amounts out of pocket, um, you know, uh, in terms of his down payment, and closing costs, and whatnot. Um, and he's going to rent out about four bedrooms and live in one himself. And so we think that he's probably you know fully loaded. Obviously, he's self-managing. Um, we think that he's probably going to be about seven hundred ish out of out of pocket to live in um, an almost free house. So I don't think you can beat that because um, you know market rate for one bedroom, um, you know, in a in a room by room rental is you know about seven to seven fifty. So um, he's basically paying himself you know market rate to 
own, own a home in Colorado Springs. So can't beat that. Um, so that, no, that's, that's awesome. really cool. We're super, yeah, we're super excited for him on that. And then, um, another one is we have a, a fourplex under contract. Um, I'm really excited to see how this one kind of shakes out. Seems like a, a really good property. Um, the, the client is putting 40% down again, cause basically all the above what we just mentioned. Um, rents are really strong. So they're, I think just shy of about 1300 a unit plus full rubs. Um, so, you know, we, we are thinking that with self-management cause this client, um, does self-manage that should be a, close to a six cap. Um, so that's pretty good. Um, you know, and he'll get a little bit of cash flow since he is putting a, a good down payment in there. So yeah, I'd be curious to see how this one shakes out. It's in the kind of the early stages. So, you know, numbers will, numbers will adjust, I'm sure as due diligence and inspection period, uh, resolves itself. Well, I'm excited to see how that one plays out as well, because, uh, I, I know the investor on here and just, he's done some, he's carving out quite the fourplex niche for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun to kind of see what he's up to and man, they, they either terminate or, or we get him the finish line. Uh, yep. that's just in the game. So, uh, as we wrap this up, you never not through listening and watching this. Uh, hopefully you got a really good idea about what the market is going on to kind of recap it. Uh, you know, we don't forecast any significant price drops coming up. In fact, we probably bottom out sometime this last six to nine months with a very, you know, flat or small reduction in prices or up north, just it not growing as much. Um, but most appreciation coming up, still, you know, good appreciation. Uh, but if you want to uh, go out there and have a strong cash flow property, you can't put 25% down. You're going to be putting down 35% plus, um, or you have to go out there and get more creative. Do a room by room rental. We're also seeing a lot of uptick in medium term rentals as well. Uh, as a way to create some cash flow. And so if you want to go out there and have strong cash flow, you have to be a little more creative and hustle a little bit more to go out there and get deals with more meat on their bones and a, and a pretty good cash on cash return. That's just the reality of the market right now um, since we're not seeing you know distressed sales in single family. So no, no price drops on the horizon. So if you have any questions out there about finding deals in the market, uh, reach out to us. We all love helping people kind of come up with their strategy and or review their portfolio and play the game like, hey, based on your your capital, based on your experience, based on your time, based on how far you want to drive, here are some options you have here where you could uh, invest in a property or buy in a property. And that's like our main goal here at the Envision Advisors that myself, Jenny, Newt, Steve, and the rest of the team do is helping people figure out, hey, here is the market news. Here are the opportunities we see. Let's uh, help you figure out the right opportunities for where you're at in life. And then we'll help you go out there and execute them. So if you have any questions and any help, reach out to any of us. We would love to sit down uh, and chat and help uh, put more deals together. So Jenny, Newt, Steve, thank you guys so much. It's been another really fun podcast. Uh, and we'll see everyone next month. Everyone, everyone. Thanks, Chris. Bye, everyone. Bye.